of this part of God's flock in a man's mentality in KZN. And, uh, and I urge you to keep on loving God, keep on growing in Him, and trust God will stir you this evening for that particular task. So I've been tasked with, um, you guys are, are, are been preaching through the, the book of Ephesians, and uh, I have the privilege to unpack a little bit from uh, Ephesians 5, if you have your Bibles, um, from verses 15 all the way through to the end of verse 20. Um, I'm particularly going to read from the, the NLT version, so you can either just I find it's helpful to close my, if it's not my version that I've got with me, why don't you just close your eyes? Ooh, this is something, who's this weirdo, eh? <laughs> no, no, no. But just close your eyes, because the thing is, we can read stuff, and we become so familiar that we miss something. Huh? Close your eyes. You've just prayed with me, Lord, stir my heart. Grab my heart. And maybe by you not being so familiar, you're not hardening your heart over stuff you're just familiar with, but you're asking God to get your attention. And so close your eyes as I'll read for you maybe. Um, and let's, let's ask God to highlight some stuff. Okay, there we go. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk on wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You can open your eyes. I don't want you to snoring and sleeping. You think you've been all spiritual on me. Yeah, I know it's late for, 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 for little standards. What I want you to get here is I want you to, to catch the Father's heart for you. You see, it can be seen as instruction. Hey, don't be a fool. Don't get drunk. Be filled with the Spirit. That might be the only thing you heard. Do you hear the heart of the Father to you? That you matter. There's an urgency of God that He wants you to know His will. And His will for you is that, that you would know life and all its fullness. And so He wants to urge you, hey, you live in an evil day. You live in an evil time. You will face trials of many kinds. Please don't, don't be fooled. Don't get swept away by the hardship you face. This is the reality. Coming to Christ doesn't take you out 
of the tension and the difficulties and the challenges and the hardships that are in this life. But His promise is that you will overcome. His promise is that He will be with you. His promise is that you will be able to stand and not be shaken. You might stumble, but you will not fall. And yeah, He's saying, child, son, daughter, I don't want you to be unwise. I want you to know what wisdom is. And wisdom is to be filled with my spirit. Because being filled with my spirit and learning how to be filled with my spirit will make all the difference in your life. All the difference in your life. The instruction is like, oh, I want you to be wise. The world will press you on every side, but will not crush you. But you have a decision to make. When you are tired and weary, will you go the way of the world? Or will you go the way of your father? The way of the world will lead you to ruin where the Father is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and will cause your heart to sing. You see, we don't, I don't need to be a prophet to tell you that the day we live in is tough. Jesus himself said, you will face in this life, this side of heaven, you will face trials, only of one kind. Someone's read their Bible. Someone's saying, dude, you're not preaching it, right? You'll face many. You'll face difficulties. You will face challenges. You will face hardships of many kinds. If someone told you if you would put your faith in Jesus, all your troubles will go away, they've lied. But Jesus' promise is that you will have forgiveness of sins and that you'll be united into a loving relationship with the Father, that you will spend all eternity with Him. And whilst you yare on earth, He'll be with you always. He will grow you and teach you what it means to be a child and He'll come and take you home. But whilst you will face trials of many kinds. But His promise is that I am with you. Do not be afraid. For I have overcome. That's his promise. If you would live in obedience to what God has commanded you to do, this is a loving command. This isn't a, some sergeant major just shouting the odds. This is an urgent plea. Would you be filled? Would you carry on being filled? Would you learn what it means to, to not just once off cry out to me, but would you come again and again and again and be filled? Because this will be the thing that helps you know His will. This will help you overcome. This will help you stand in the face of real challenges. When the rain beats against you, 
and the wind swirls and darkness closes in, it's knowing the presence, the sweet presence of God dwelling in you, flowing through you, overflowing, that will cause you to stand. And that's the Father's heart for us. Do you pick it up? Do you pick it up in the Scripture? So the command is a loving command. The command is a command of caution. You see, because when life gets tough, when life gets hard, the, the, the statements, the, the, the wisdom of the world says when you're having a bad day, when life is tough, this person's really leading me to, to drink. That's worldly wisdom, isn't it? That's not a new phrase. It's a phrase we've heard. Maybe sometimes we even say it as a statement. Huh? Well, man, this day has been so, I just, like, I just need a stiff drink. This is what, this is, this is the world's way, this is, this is how you do cope. When life gets tough, this is, your, this is a coping mechanism. And what's the Father saying here? This is not new to our day. This was back in the day. Fully aware that people have different coping mechanisms when there's pressure. And Jesus himself has said, you're going to have pressure. But dear child, I love you. Please don't give in to this worldly wisdom. It's no wisdom at all. He says, don't get drunk. Don't drink and get drunk. Because that won't lead to your rescue. It will be a temporary ostrich-like, put your head in the sand and escape for a moment. But whilst you're doing that, be destroyed. God's plea is that when you are hard-pressed, when you feel like I'm at my end, remember that his invitation and his wisdom teaching to you is to reach deep into him and ask him to fill you with his spirit. The person of the spirit is quite strong. He's quite able. The Father put the Spirit on Jesus and He performed miracles. The Father rose Jesus from the dead through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is able to be your way maker, miracle worker. And so the invitation of Scripture is that when life gets tough, Don't be so conditioned to what's happening in the world. Don't be so surprised that it's difficult. But know I'm to expect difficulty. And when I feel at my end, I'm not to do this by myself. I've never, it's never been designed that you do this by myself. 
God's saying, the design is that you be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit is our helper. He's our empowerer. He's our friend, our counselor, our guide, our wisdom giver. Can you think of a moment where someone really came and helped you in a situation? Was that help valuable? Was it beneficial? I've never met someone who, who received help and it was to their benefit and they were like, yeah, you know, I really could have done without it. Eh? But yet, if we're honest, we go through this Christian life. We come in. Yes, thank you for your grace. Thank you that, that I didn't have to earn my salvation. Thank you that it's the free gift. Thank you, thank you. And I'm on my way, Johnny Walker style, alone, walking alone. Eh? If we're honest, come on, guys. We go from the, the euphoria of, man, I've received such love, see such forgiveness, and then we try to do it on our own. And you go a bit, and it's joyful, it's awesome, and then it gets tough. My delight fades away, but I'm dutiful. I'm doing my Christian duty. You know, I can say that with confidence, not because I'm particularly prophetic about that. I can say that with confidence because the imperative command of God is that, guys, the wise way is carry on being filled. So that means our perfect God, creator of the heavens and earth, has created us to leak. Surely, Lord, that's a design flaw. Surely, like, what's up with that? Should I just get filled, like, some uranium chip that gives me power to just to do my own thing for eternity until he comes? God has designed you with a particular way that you leak. Why? Because he wants you. He wants you near him. The God of the universe, he needs nothing. He does not need me. He's the king. He lacks nothing. He does not need us. But he chooses. He delights in you and in me. And he wants you. Huh? Have you got that person in your family? You're like, come Christmas time, birthday. Like, what do I get this oak? What do I get my dad? What do I get my brother? Like, this oak got everything. You have that in the family? I've got one of those. I was like, I don't know what to do. And you can think like, Lord, I don't know, like, You've got everything. What, what can I get you? And he's like, I want you. And so I've purposely designed you 
Just like in the Old Testament where he gave manna and it would, it, it, they couldn't keep it because they, they want, God wanted to come back to me. Come and trust me for your day. Come and trust me for your nourishment. Come and trust me for all that you need because you know what? It takes great delight in God to pour out his spirit in you and to put his love into you and to carry on reminding you of who you are and what you mean to him and who he is and to show you, yes, you can't do this by yourself. But I'm going to come alongside you, and I'm going to make the way, and I'm going to open the, open the way, because you came to me. And when you see him make the way, you, your delight just increases and increases and increases. But yet so many of us, like, I don't understand this Holy Spirit stuff. And so because it's just like a bit weird, and I, I, don't, I don't have a handle on it, I'm going to just try and do it my way. I can do the study of the Bible. I can, I, can, I, 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 can, I can read. And so I'm going to just read. Some of us don't even get to that point, but some of us will read and just try and do the stuff. But that's, never, that's not God's design. God's design is that you would know His word and His truth, and you're never meant to read that by yourself. He wants you to call on Him to help you. And you to read it so that the Holy Spirit would enlighten truth to you and it would sit in your heart, not just your head. Because if it stays here, when the tough gets going, so are you. But it's the Holy Spirit that takes our head knowledge and it impacts our heart. And when it's in our heart, nothing can stop us. I don't have to be thinking, gee, I really love my wife. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Let me dwell on that a bit. It's like, no, I will crawl over broken glass. I'll put my life on the line for my wife and my children. Why? Because my, they're in my heart. They're in my heart. And it's the Holy Spirit's activity that puts the heart of the Father into us. And yes, we leak and we forget it and we get worn down and we get tired. But the whole point is that we carry on being filled so that our hearts carry on being filled with God's, the Father's heart for us. And it awakens childlike affections in us for our Father. And all of a sudden, tasks that seem so hard to do become a delight. I hate washing up. I hate doing dishes. I, I, I just do. Wasn't I? I loathe dishes. But my wife, she feels loved and cherished and thought of and valued. If she would come home after a long day with the kids and school and comes back into the house and the kitchen that looked like bomb had gone off at it is like squared away and cleaned. Why do I do that? Because I love her and I love it when she comes in and she's like, oh my word. And she can't help but love me because I... I've honored and done something for her. And she knows that's not my sweet spot. <laughs> and so her affections for me go through the roof too. It's a win-win. 
And that's just in a marriage. That's just in, a, in an earthly kind of way of our affections. But the Father wants to fill you with all the fullness of all the measure that sits in his heart. Somehow, in this tiny, flawed vessel, and cause it to burst forth. And I tell you, when that happens, this challenging stuff we read in Scripture, you think, yo, man, I can't do that. The whole point is you can't without the Holy Spirit. And that's what God wants to say, guys, to be wise is to be filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit. I've got very distracted, sorry. We've got another three hours, eh? Is that right? right? No. Jokes aside. Okay. The issue is not whether you totally comprehend this. You don't need to write a doctoral thesis. Okay. You don't need to understand every aspect. I don't understand all the, the internal combustion and how an engine of the car works and the gears and the, the diffs. And like, I, I, I'm not a mechanic. But I know that how to drive and have the benefit of a vehicle. God asks you to be filled. You are not the filler. The command for you to be filled, for you to avail yourself and to make yourself open to the Holy Spirit to work in your life and to flood your heart, He's commanding you to do something that you don't do the filling. You've got to do the believing. When you look at the New Testament, it says about, let's just take Stephen, but there are lots of guys. Luke, in his account of Stephen, he was a man full of the Spirit and of faith. You look at those full of the Spirit. Welcome to go do that as a Bible study. Go look at when they, the, the, full of the Spirit in the New Testament when they're referring to individuals. It's full of the Spirit and faith. They're like linked. Because God wants you to take him at his word. And he says, you don't need to know how supernaturally is that coming. He says, but that's what I want for you. That's what I want you to do because I want to help you. Do you really don't want help? Will you believe in it? Faith is just, I'm taking you at your word, Lord. I don't quite, I don't understand how you're going to fill me to all the fullness, but that's Paul's prayer in Ephesians. So I'm going to pray that. I don't know how you're going to fill me, but you said you will fill me. And when you fill me, I will have, not I think I'm chosen, I think, no. Romans says that his spirit fills us with his love. And as a result of that, our spirit studies hard and comes to the logical conclusion that we are, I am a child of God and you are my father. No. 
result is that the love of God is poured into your heart, that the, the love of the Father is made real, not some head knowledge. And we cannot help but go, Abba, love you, Dad. Irrespective of what your earthly father or lack thereof, an earthly father, was in your life. I had an absent dad at best. But I know the amazing love of the father through the work of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter your earthly father. Will you believe that God wants to pour his love into your heart? And that's going to make all the difference. It's going to take you from black and white to multicolor in your view of the world, your view of the Father, your experience of life, if you get into the habit. So it starts like this. And then we're going to close with this and then get praying for those who would like that. Because God will not force himself on any of us. God's loving invitation is, man, I want to pour my love into you. I want to make the difference in you. Would, you. would you lean on me? And so it starts like this. It says, Lord, man, I can't live this life by myself. Lord, I want to humble myself. I want to say, Lord, I, I can't do this. The Lord cannot resist genuine, authentic humility but an ounce of pride, he ain't moving. He says he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So don't put on an act. Just say, like, Lord, I'm just saying, apart without you, I can't go any further. I want to take your command seriously. I want to live wisely. I want all that you have for me. And so I'm going to ask you to fill me. Don't quite know how that's going to happen. I, I, don't, I can't fill myself. But I know faith pleases you, and I'm just going to believe you, and so I'm going to welcome you in. This is not like, what, do I not have the Holy Spirit? I don't have time to go into that kind of teaching. If you've believed in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is already there. This is a filling up of the affections of God, an empowering that, that causes the deposit to well up in you. Okay, so you're not some second rate. Oh, I haven't. If you believed in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is within you. And so you come and you say, Lord, I need you. Lord, please fill me. I want the love of the Father to be real in my heart. And then we wait and we pray. And you can expect... That as you, as you believe and as you pray, you can begin to expect his activity in you. Often he comes with that father-like affections. I love you. I've chosen you. You are mine. And he makes those head knowledges of scripture and he makes them pop in your heart that they're real. And it makes you confident in your dad because you realize that you're a child. And the things like the fruit of the Spirit, peace comes. That peace that doesn't make sense, man. I'm in a storm. How can you be chilled? But I, I, 
just, no, it's going to be okay. Because my dad loves me. My dad is with me. My dad is for me. So what, what's the worst that can happen to me? Can take my, my life? Well, even death will not separate me from the love of God. Often I see when the Holy Spirit comes, we get hope. Loves to deposit hope in us because hope is like the, the first buds to faith. And our hope, where there's no hope, your faith battles. Like hope is like the, the, the first budding blocks to faith. And faith often leads us to action. And so you start your journey now. Whether it's your first time or your hundredth time, God's designed you to leak. God's designed you that you wouldn't depend on yourself. God's designed that you would keep coming because the loving dad wants to be with you, wants to spend time with you, wants to have you near, wants you to know he's the difference. His word, the truth, the roadmap, the wisdom instructions, but the Holy Spirit that makes it all come alive that you get to experience it as life-giving, not rule-keeping. And then you get out, and you get on with your lives, and you get on with your days, and you wake up in the morning, and it's not like I wait another month, or maybe Clint comes back and he does the same teaching, or maybe something happens. No, every day you wake up aware that God has given us the person of the Holy Spirit. And so you wake up with your coffee, and it's like, not all spiritual. Holy Spirit, like, I've got this meeting today. I've got this. I'm like, please make me mindful of you. Help me to know what to say. Glug, 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 glug. Get on the taxi. It's, it's spending your every day being aware of your need of the Holy Spirit talking to you. The Bible talks of the Holy Spirit not as this like ghosty thing. They talk of the person of the Holy Spirit. Go through your days not standing on your own ability, but I, I, I don't know what to say. Lord, just be with me. Give me a strength today. I don't know what awaits for me. That I would respond well to whatever challenges, any curveballs. Would you hold me? For sure. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the one who comes alongside, who strengthens. That's how you carry on being filled. You don't go from a Sunday meeting to a Sunday meeting. It's the mundane to the miraculous of everyday life, being aware on and leaning in and saying, hey, I, I can't do this by myself. I can't do this by myself. That scripture reading, Lord, make it alive. Make it strengthen me. Do what I cannot do. You get me? Hey? Okay, here comes the fun part. Because this is when things change for our lives. Okay, why don't we just stand? We don't have a band. A band doesn't usher in the Holy Spirit. God ushers in His Spirit into our hearts. So why don't you just, where you are, just say, Lord, Lord, I need you. Just say, if you mean that, okay? Not just because I'm telling you. Invitations to all, but God won't enforce it on all. But if you mean that, if you want that, just say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I do want help. 
I know I can't do this on my own. I thank you that you've invited me to come and to drink of you and to be filled with you. That you've said is, my, is the wise way you want for me as your child. So help me now. Help me to be full of faith, full of courage, and to take you at your word. Now I want just to, before I pray for those who want to be filled, you know what, if you're honest with your life right now and your relationship with God, if I was to describe that as it's feeling a bit dry, it's feeling a bit labored, it's feeling fairly grayscale, black and white. I'm like, I'm, I'm really just trying to keep the rule. I just feeling like duty. It feels like I'm, I'm just trying to honor my commitment. If that's you, can you just, just, just indicate to me, I want to just pray a particular prayer for you. So it's told me that there the, are the people like that here. So, okay, awesome. Is there anyone else? This is... Remember, the heart of God is this is not, he's not judging you. He's saying, child, I love you and I want more for you. I want you to experience more of me. And the way you've been going is not being helpful and I want to come and help. Right, I saw that other hand. Is there anyone else? You just desire, man, I want some delight. Awesome, I see that. I just want some delight. I just want some Multicolor. Awesome. You put that down. Okay. Now God's promise is that He will fill you. And right now, Lord Jesus, for those, Lord God, who have been so bold, who's been so courageous, Lord God, to say, Lord, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where you, you want me to be. But I thank you that you've got more for me. Right now, Lord, those that have acknowledged and say, Lord, it just feels dry. It just feels dry, Lord God. It just feels like rule keeping. It just, I pray your life right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you do what I cannot do? Would you, would you renew a heart? Would you cause your love, Lord? It's so something we have to work up. You said you pour out your love into our hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit. And right now, we want to proclaim that over my brothers and my sisters right now. Right now. Right now, Lord. Right now. There'd be hope for something that's different. That first love, Lord, let it, let it grow, let it well up, Lord, again. You've designed us to leak. This is no indictment. It's just a recognition. And we say, Lord, we need more. Would you come now in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're not done going to still pray. 
And if you put your hand up for that first thing, don't stop just because I've stopped. God wants to show you and fill you. You keep calling out to Him. You keep saying, Lord, I want more. But I want more right now. I felt God show me that there, there's some that if you're honest, you battle with fear. You battle with fear. There is just stuff that sometimes it gets, you, 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 you try to cope with it, but if you're honest, you don't have this totally sorted in your life. Fear is a struggle that you try to, you try to put down. You try to, you try to wrestle to the ground. If you struggle with fear, why don't you just acknowledge that now? You can just raise your hand. I can see you are awesome. Awesome. I see that. Right? Right? You know what? God's never meant for you to try and wrestle that to the ground in your own strength. Never. And almost like wound. It's... It affects his heart so much when he sees you struggle with that. Not because he's saying like, oh, as if you're some adolescent kid, like how could you not get that? It's because he loves you so much. And the wise way is to be filled with the Spirit of God because when you're filled with the Spirit, he says he wants to pour out his perfect love. And the promise is that perfect love is a thing that casts out and drives out and chases that rabid dog out of your life. And so as fear rises within you, let that be the litmus test for you that, ooh, I didn't realize I'm, I'm, I'm getting empty. And come to God. Sit with His Word. Call on Him to fill you. Open your eyes. And so raise your hands. We're going to pray for you now. Lord Jesus, those who just say, Lord, fear for me is just a, a struggle. I ask now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, every person that battles, that is harassed, we come against fear in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you and we speak the love of God over each individual. I pray, I, I speak the perfect love of God that doesn't just reside in our hearts, doesn't just strengthen our hearts, but chases fear away in Jesus' name. And so I ask that love right now to descend and to well up and to explode in our hearts in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I pray for a peace, Lord. A peace that comes from the love and the acceptance and the willingness of God to, to call me in and to flood me and to be with me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And then my last thing, and then I'm handing over to, to Gareth, is that, if you would just like, man, I want more of God. 
I want more of him. Then I want to say, would you come so we can love you and pray with you? Who would like help? Who wants God's help? Anybody? Nobody? Keegan? Come. So who wants? Not coming to me. It's God's open invitation. He will not force himself on you. He wants you to say, I I will. Want more? Cindy, I know you want more. Come on. We're going to close the meeting and you guys will be free to go. So we are going to, we just want to offer you the opportunity to have more. You're dissatisfied. God says, if you come, you can drink, eat, and be filled with them. You will not thirst or be unsatisfied again. I don't know the dude in the blue shirt, but I'd like to pray with you. Yeah. And God just loves you. We'll chat now, but He wants to bless you. The big dude in the gray, you're like a tree, man. God loves you, isn't it? Andre. Dude, you know you need This is freaking you out a bit. You come, you come. I'm going to come and just chat with you. And I'd love to pray with you. Okay. Don't stand, don't be disappointed, don't miss the opportunity. If you'd like, God says, man, I will delight to fill you. I'll make a difference. Feeling cool, no pressure. Don't forget when you're feeling empty, go. All right. Thanks, Clinton. Um, I want to urge you to not miss the opportunity. We can just kind of pray for people up front. If you're willing to pray for people, you could come and help us. But uh, we've really heard God's word today to not, to not go the world's way when, when life is tough, but to be filled with the help of God, the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I want to uh, exhort you to not just rush on or to rush away. Often, if you feel like I need to exit the building right now or I need to go to the toilet, that's normally the Holy Spirit saying, no, you need to come to the front. And so you know who you are. If that's you, uh, I just want to encourage you press into God. We're going to pray for a while, but uh, if you, uh, if you um, want to go or you need to take your kids or whatever, then God bless you. There is tea and coffee um, as usual. Then please feel free to, but I urge you not to miss this opportunity. We've also got lots of people who are wanting to be prayed for. If you're willing to pray for people, won't you come right now and, uh, and pray for them. God bless you. Amen.
give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, and you restore every heart that is broken. Sing it to him. Cause it's your breath in 